0: From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Marketing Matters on Business Radio.
1: Hello and welcome. You're listening to Marketing Matters here on Business Radio, Sirius XM 132. I'm Barbara Kahn, the Patty and J.H. Baker Professor of Marketing, and I'm joined by my co-host, Americus Reed, the Whitney M. Young Jr. Professor of Marketing, and the brand identity theorist. And before you say anything, Americus, I want to tell you <laughs> that I had a student come up to me today, or on Zoom in my office meetings, uh-huh. and ask me how to do a personal brand. Oh, And okay. I told him my spiel, and uh-huh. then I said, you know what, Just just look at all America's oh, stuff. Oh, that's so kind and of, that yeah. guy Wait a minute, hold <laughs> on.
0: You, were you, were you like telling, saying something good about me? No, or, I was okay. saying, <laughs> you really are into
1: creating this idea of I a know. personal brand. I and know. you've yeah. created what, what you decide your yes, brand is. that's correct. And you deliver to it every single to. day. Yeah. And it was really interesting. Oh, interesting. So I told him my approach, which uh-huh. was a competitive approach. Okay. You know, like, figure out who your audience is and mm. why do you want a brand to beat out who? You oh, know, like that kind of... Year. So it's more of an STP positioning kind of idea. Interesting, yeah, yeah. So I did it... Like that. Oh, interesting. And then I said, and this is what America's does. Which one do you want to talk about? America's. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny so there was much more into creating a brand yeah. identity Interesting. that was what he really wanted so the, whenever I say every day you're a brand identity theorist it, it sticks it in my sticks head it sticks in your mind that's amazing
0: <laughs> no, that's a great story I, I love it because we are like on the cusp right now of some of the biggest moments in marketing branding and all of these things we've got the holiday season coming up right. we've got the biggest days in retail happening yeah. all kinds of cool stuff so we can unpack a lot of important things for our listeners on this exact program right? yes right, right. exactly
1: yeah. yeah if you can't build a brand now for the holiday seasons <laughs> exactly. what are you going to do exactly. and to help us do that we have a great guest who we always love we've had her on before and we love her she used to be our colleague here at Wharton and then she moved on to Lehigh she's an assistant professor of marketing there Ludo Ludovico Cesario that very Italian name molto uh, bene <laughs>
0: yes, yes
1: hello Ludo and, hello, and Ludo. welcome to our I, show hey Thanks for having me. Awesome. So you've got a lot of branding things to tell us. Uh, we were going to play our...
0: Yeah, the hit or miss game. We love this, listeners, because this is an opportunity to have some fun with you all and to discuss some things that are Really going on in the news right now? Hot topics, if you will, and what we do is we bring up these topics and we discuss them amongst ourselves and you all. If you want to join us at one eight four four War 7866 you can do that. But the idea is that we discuss certain things that are happening in the marketing world and we try to determine is it a good thing, which we call a hit, or is it a bad thing, which we would call a miss. And of course, the show segment must be called hit,
1: the best shot. bullseye, or miss.
2: Just a bit outside.
1: So, Ludo, you turned us on to what Coca-Cola is doing, which is really interesting because a lot of times when I talk about an innovative soft drink brand, Mm. Creative and Young, I kind of lean a little towards Pepsi um, because they do a lot of next generation young stuff. But here's Coca-Cola trying to get themselves back in the game. So do you want to tell us a little bit what you were thinking about what they're doing or describe to us? Yeah.
2: So... um Coca-Cola has this creations project that they've been doing since 2022, where they launch these unique flavors um, Mm. that are on a certain or specific topic. And the latest one is called Y3000 Mm. Zero Sugar um and they launched it back in September and the cool thing and the reason why I wanted to talk about it is that they first asked their consumers to imagine what the future in the year 3000 would be like so they collected you know emotion desperation what colors would you associate with the future what flavors um and the cool thing is that they then took these insights And basically, together with AI, uh, created this new flavor of Coke. Oh, wow. And it's called Coca-Cola Y3000 Zero Sugar. And the interesting thing is, of course, it's not just a can, right? So there's an entire world that they created with it. Uh, There's a QR code on the packaging that you can scan, and it brings you to this like digital hub. Mm.
1: Um, Before you tell us all that stuff, what is the actual flavor? Because I learned from Pepsi Mm. that you can call it all this stuff, but it actually has to be described somewhere. As to what it actually really is. So Mm. what is. the? It's really funny you say that because Mm. I was actually trying to figure out. I haven't
2: tasted it yet. And I was looking to like online to see like, what does it taste like? Mm -hmm. And I'm very much on TikTok. I teach advertising. So I have to be, you know, young and stay on the young (laughs)
1: platform. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I I was looking
2: on TikTok for people's reviews and they were all over the place. Some some creators were like. I can't describe this flavor. Oh, that's Some others said it tasted like circus peanuts. <laughs> Some others said it was like <laughs> strawberry ice cream meets like hot sauce. You know, like wow. all over the place. Oh, that is so wow. all over doesn't the place. have like talkable. a very specific
1: yep. No, you know what I think that is? This is based on my own research. Your perception of taste is based on the packaging. Yeah. Not the actual, yeah. Yeah. Not the actual sure. taste. Uh-huh. And if you think about it, Coke spent tons on, on the visual aspects of
2: this product, right? Mm-hmm, like the mm-hmm. entire design and the color. Colors, like the pink the blues the silvers are really trying to create this idea of like a hopeful future mm. um but the reason why it's cool it's not you know the the product itself is came out in September so that's not why I wanted to talk about it but mm-hmm. what's cool and why it's you know in the news this week is that they did a, a residency at the Las Vegas sphere uh. Uh, this past week which ended two days ago so yes. if I'm sure you know but we'll repeat it for the listeners the sphere is oh. this Spherical auditorium in Las Vegas. Yeah. Um, that has these like 16k screens. It's like 580,000 oh, square feet of yeah. screens on the outside. Mm-hmm. And basically, they for the entire week, Coca Cola ran these images of like cityscapes of what the future city would look like mm. in the year 3000. Wow. Um, and it was just again, I saw it on TikTok. I saw it on Instagram. It was yep. just amazing to see these beautiful, you know, very optimistic images of oh. what the future looks like interesting and then they did a partnership with the Jonas Brothers they did like a hologram of them and then a concert with Marshmello so like They're really trying to appeal to
1: the younger generation. But let me let me just push you back a little on that because, uh, like I said, Pepsi and Coke have been going on this for a long time, and I think I think this is cool, but I think it's very Coke and not Pepsi Mm. because you know when Pepsi does something young, they actually do something young, and then they go play gaming or they get you know they have some musicians here, but they really lean much more into the musicians and Mm. into more of a like what are the young people actually thinking. This is more of a concept, mm. you know, like it's yeah, kind of like a homework I, yeah, assignment, you know, and it's kind of it's really more in keeping with their. It's the real thing, you know. We're oh, going to be the future yeah. vision. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it's bad. It's yeah. just very Coke yeah. to me. It feels it feels authentic in, yeah. the, in the legacy of Coke advertising, and yet really different. Yeah, from that, what Pepsi.
0: That's like got to be a good thing, right? But yeah, I mean, I think it brand, differentiates. Different. Yeah, it. and I
1: think Pepsi though is better at appealing to oh, like picking up with the. Young kids are saying, not by projecting, yeah. you know like this is more of seems like more of a projection, more of a cool tech thing, mm. and less of picking up what the young people might be speaking about. Mm. What do you think about that? Well, that's really interesting I
2: totally agree said. with that, right. I think Pepsi is really good at picking up what's going on in culture. Uh, and then making it its own, right? So they really figure out, you know, who are the hottest musicians right now? What's going on in the world? What are the young people talking about? And then they go and sponsor or have partnerships or use those influencers. Well, like you said, I think Coke has a much more – I don't want to say corporate because that sounds negative. Mm-hmm. No, but yeah. Like, they have yeah. a vision of who they are, yeah. and then they try to use these digital tools, right, to appeal to the younger generation. So right. uh, like America said, I don't think it's necessarily bad. It's just a very
1: different approach. It's very different. Approach, different. Very different. But, like, I just think it's kind of cool because, like, what could be more similar than – Round bubbly liquid in these two cans. But they have such a long legacy of spectacular brand building. Yes. um, And yet they are different. They're, you know, and they're true to their roots. I I think, you know, like I think neither one time Pepsi got into trouble with that Kendall Jenner ad. But typically because they're so authentic to their brand and they don't try to jump around too much. You know, I think they try to stay out of the Bud Light kinds of things. You know, yeah. and they try to yeah. do something that's every so often. Of course, it, you can't help but make a miss. But then, if you're right. if you're true to your values like this, yeah. you're going to be okay. I and think.
0: what's also interesting to your point, Barbara, is if you just look at top ten brands, any of these lists, inner brand uh, profit, these lists that come out. Coke is in the top ten. All and around. always, right, Google, Amazon, Apple, Coke. It's yeah, like, right. what? What's going on? Right. A be- you know what I mean? So like, they're, as Disney. a global brand, <laughs> Disney. You know, But as a, as a beverage brand to consistently show up. And to your point, it's like, what's the difference between, you know, what? what is this this brown sugared carbonated water? And you're like, well, $65 billion. <laughs> you know, How about that? <laughs> yeah. And here's another point
1: I was thinking about in the middle of the night. I'm curious what you guys think about it. I was thinking about this kind of stuff. Um, so... We talk about consumer heterogeneity, we talk about STP, we talk about niche branding, we talk about social influencers, but Pepsi and Coke are kind of broadcasting. You know, they're going after the whole... I mean, there's some segmentation, yeah, but it's yeah. really mm-hmm. a brand for everybody. Yeah, that's And fair. a lot of the legacy, yeah. big, big CPG firms, yeah. they actually don't, like... I mean, they do some of that. Not to say they don't, because that's obviously sophisticated marketing. But, you know, if you're going to spend this much money on the Super Bowl and you're going to blast this thing in Las Vegas. Yeah. You're yep. not narrow casting you know? right. You're That's really going after everybody. Do you talk about that uh ludo or think about that? That's in your- interesting. I totally do. Like, you know, I also teach like a principles
2: of marketing class and whenever we talk about targeting strategies and we think about mass market and how n- no no brand really does that anymore. The only exception I actually cite is like Coca-Cola. Oh,
0: interesting. interesting. If
2: you think about it, they're going after everyone, yeah. right? Like everyone drinks Coca-Cola regardless of your age. Your gender your ethnicity mm. your nationality um and so i agree i think they have this i mean of course they have you know segmented strategies yeah, right, right and targeted everything um, sure. right. but i right. agree that they're kind of like the everyman and that's that's really their strength Interesting. yeah um, so and the I, I legacy big about.
1: brands are like that you know like gillette is like that if you think of some of the really big cpg legacy brands you know yeah. they've been hanging on but they you know and sometimes they get niched off and some yeah. of the younger brands come in and take a segment yeah. away if they take a little bit of their millennials away and that's actually what these guys are trying to do they're making sure the youth stay with them stay with them
0: interesting so this is a yeah. hit so okay. what's our sorry what's our what's our I'm saying it's a hit
1: I say it's a hit you what know. about you I what say what it's you a look? hit yay yeah. tree you yep, yep. This. okay we can <laughs> nice. move on to the Marvels which you're gonna have to explain to me oh dear because I am not a Marvels film, <laughs> film watcher but I know this is Uh-oh. this is this pretty interesting this is all going jumbled up <laughs> a lot of woke here we got a lot of politics here oh, we've no. got science whatever the marvels are this is science fiction they're like create the world i don't even know anything about yeah, the like
0: superhero movies. <laughs> superhero, superhero movies yeah, yeah, yeah right. Right. Right, right
1: right. so this is an interesting new one right because it stars three women so what do yeah, you think so
2: basically the the marvels uh is the title of the latest Marvel Cinematic Universe movie, and it just came out this past weekend. Mm. Uh, And the reason I wanted to talk about it is because it's the worst performing Marvel movie. Oh no! Uh, Oh no! Yes. Ever since uh, Marvel was acquired by Disney back in 2009. Oh dear. Um. And so, again, I was I haven't seen the movie. So full disclaimer: I haven't seen the movie, but. Um, apparently, I no one it. else has either. <laughs>
0: You're yeah, yeah, not apparently. alone, Ludo. You're the not ones alive. that have are
2: yeah. not happy. Yet. <laughs> yeah. um, so what I thought was interesting to share is that and I don't know if this collided with the SAG-AFTRA strike, which ended on November yeah. 9th, mm. but I saw little to zero advertising for this movie until yeah. it came out this past weekend.
1: Mm. It had um, to do with the strike, right? They weren't—they usually go and do dog shows Sure, pony like the actors couldn't <laughs> talk about it, so yeah. I'm sure
2: it had to do with that. But oh, the other issue that I, I thought Marvel had, and this is what consumers were saying about it, is that in the few trailers that the, had been posted about the movie mm. – They didn't focus on the movie itself, which, like you said, Barbara showcases these three. It's a female uh, led movie, right? Mm -hmm. There's three main characters and there are three females. Um, What they tried to do in the trailer was tie it back to the other movies in the Marvel Universe, especially the Avengers. And they actually took scenes from other from the prior movies in the trailer. I see. And consumers were so upset about that because apparently it's actually a really good story. But you don't get any of that when you watch the trailer. So Disney Marvel was trying to capitalize on the success of the Avengers movie to promote this one rather than like taking full ownership and saying this is a cool story. There's these three superheroes. Let's talk about that. So they're upset Um, because
1: they didn't focus on the three women enough and they focus more on the franchise. That's what the consumer backlash was. They didn't focus Ah. on the movie itself,
2: but rather just tried to tie it back to the other Avenger mm. movies, which apparently the story has nothing to do with the oh, other Avenger movies.
0: So, so would you say, Ludo, that what happened was that they, they, the people watched the trailer and they had the wrong expectation of what the story would potentially be about and they were expecting more yes. of the throwback too? I think that's the oh, main that's thing that happened, right?
2: Like they set an expectation and then consumers went to, or viewers went to see the movie and the movie was about something completely different. So they had like a disconfirmation oh, of their wow. expectations. Oh wow, yeah. Um, which really didn't help, right? And then, of course, there's uh, talking about the politics of it. Um, Disney, in general, has been getting a ton of backlash yeah. from conservative viewers, yes, yes, um, especially for these women-led or minority-focused movies, because mm. uh, they're, you know, they say that they're too woke, woke, right? Like they're, yeah, that's what they they call them. <laughs> yeah, so a movie right. about women is woke. <laughs> you know, like, the woke mind. Virus. I
0: know, right? <laughs> it it lives. Lives.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> what the conservatives are saying. Yeah, right. yeah,
0: uh, and so that's yeah. the
2: other reason why the movie oh, got that's so much backlash. Yeah, yeah. is because they had these three female lead actors, and I think one or two of them were also minority. Um, and so, the, you know, it was just I think it's more minority more or directed or led or something. Gotcha, also. gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I thought it was interesting, right? It's kind of sad that it has to be a flop, or at least it sounds like it's a flop, like given a flop. You know, the yeah. box office numbers. Yeah. But I also think that there was a bit of an advertising issue yeah. from the company. Like there a was mistake. a mistake uh, in how they advertised it. Or their the hands
1: way. were tied because of the strike. Um, I wonder, did you see any of the um, reviews of it? Not the people reviews, but the critical reviews. Critical did, reviews did people yeah. actually think, anybody yeah. think it was a good movie without all this hype and just looking at the movie? Yeah. So I was looking at Rotten Tomatoes,
0: which Uh is
2: what I typically use when I decide whether to watch a movie or not. That's kind of our, you know, if it's a 60 percent, we watch it. Otherwise, we don't watch it in our house. Um, I think the reviews were like 82
1: percent. Oh, that's not bad. Terrible. terrible. That's pretty Um, good. That's
2: yeah, good. right. Like 82% is actually
1: a good movie. So, yeah. you know why I asked that? that? Cuz it might be the kind of movie that comes back several years from now. People will oh, discover like it, a cult you know? hit, a classic. Yeah, <laughs> once all this marketing hype like yeah, which yeah. which was mistakes yeah. it sound like goes away. Maybe yeah. somebody'll find it and they'll kind of get a That's whisper campaign or yeah. something. Yeah,
0: it's a, there's a, at least my understanding is that we should ask Josh, this our colleague yeah. who studies movies, but that first couple of days is Man, huge, yeah. right? That's where it kind yeah. of either snowballs or it
1: doesn't, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for a big mega hit. But then there's these other movies yeah, that 100%. people discover and they come back. Like, I personally have discovered Friday Night Lights. And uh, I've been watching that series. And I am you, so addicted to it. Are you really, and from yeah. what I understand, it was a critical success when it was on TV. But yeah. it was never a ratings mm-hmm. hit. Oh, okay. And so even though the hmm. people who liked it were passionate about it, yeah. which is why I ended up watching it again during this strike and, like, when there wasn't yeah. as much new material out. And yeah. I just love it. And yeah. now there's, like, a lot, a lot of other people are starting to Not just because of me. I mean other people are watching it too, and it's being rediscovered. Nice. So that could happen to this movie. You never know. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's the same thing that happened to me with Suits. Uh,
2: like oh, there's been- oh, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. another one on that's Netflix. come back. Yeah, yeah. it's everywhere, yeah, and so yeah. I have to start watching it because yeah. I'm like, okay, if everybody's rewatching it. It yeah. must be pretty good, and I'm actually enjoying so, it. So, Ludo,
0: do you have a sense of have there been other all female Marvel movies that have been made? That so is it because that's kind of the other thing is like you know we would hate for this to be like you know the for for the lesson to be like well we can't do this kind of thing because it can't be commercially successful are there other you know, cut- yeah, so
2: the problem is that uh, Brie Larson, who's the star of this movie, mm-hmm. starred in Captain Marvel before this one. Oh, I see. And I see. the same thing happened.
0: Oh, so uh... they got a
2: ton of backlash against it. So it's kind of the second go at this. Oh, no. Um, And that's why I think Marvel's going to be very cautious about this moving forward. Because I, I don't know if it's about her, because she's also been very vocal about LGBTQ rights oh. and, you know, the yes, importance yes, yes. of minorities and so I don't know if it's you know um, a mixture of the two things whether it's just that the the stories are not as good or that these female actors are just more yeah. vocal about these issues Interesting. Uh, but so yeah it's not the first time that Marvel has a female led superhero
1: movie yeah. so I guess we're gonna have to call this a miss
0: it sounds like it it's unfortunate too though <laughs> yeah. because what's interesting about these sorts of franchises is the opportunity Barbara you talk about all the time like to have this multiverse you know you have the game the toys the movie mm-hmm. everything like spawns from this so you know a missed opportunity has many more, you know, I guess, big time opportunistic consequences to it, right? Yeah. yeah.
1: For sure. Well, Ludo, thank you so much for joining us today and thank you for teaching advertising yes. so you keep on top of all these <laughs> always, trends. Always, so always. Really like thank that. you guys for having me again. Of course. And absolutely. where can our listeners go to keep up with you? Do you tweet or do anything like do, that? Do you X? Do you, or TikTok? Oh, sorry, do you? <laughs> I don't X. Um, they can go to my website,
2: ludovikachazaria.com and uh, everything I do with like media, interviews, oh, research cool. is there. Awesome. Oh, that's
1: great. Well, thank you, Little good luck. Thanks for being thanks. on our show.
0: Yeah, thanks a lot. Bye, little. guys. Thank Bye.
1: You. And we'd like to thank our producers, Dion Simkins and Dana Cash. We're here every Wednesday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. We replay our show several times throughout the week. You can follow us on X at et- SXM Marketing. You can follow Business Radio at SXM Business. And you can look at Wharton Knowledge at Wharton to find our podcast. Thank you for all, all for listening today. We'll be back next week. Till then, this has been Marketing Matters. I'm Barbara Kahn here with Americus Reed. Business Radio Sirius XM 132.